plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here with us. It is Wednesday, and that means it's Star Style time. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan, your host, your goddess gardener, and your empowerment coach for this hour. And I am very excited to be with you again as we bring you another terrific episode of our program that comes to you live on the Voice America Network. Today we're going to be talking about Mother's Day, of course, it's coming up, and the wedding season. It seems that May, June, summer, it's really the time for all the different weddings as uh, brides and grooms prepare for their big day, and Heather Brittany will be joining the conversation. She'll offer tips on everything from choosing a venue to planning the menu, keeping your budget intact, as well as bachelor, bachelorette parties, and boy, are they big these days. Well, I hope that you are having a wonderful week and are planning something special for the mother in your life and all the the wonderful women out there who have given birth uh, or adopted or raised or guided, channeled all the young children that are becoming the citizens of our world and hopefully they are all making a contribution. So make sure to do something special. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity and the Moraga Fair, which our booth is sponsored by Michael Verbrugge Construction. So thank you so much, Michael, for doing that. Moraga Fair is coming up this Saturday. Please visit Be The Star You Are forward slash events. We hope to see you there. It's going to be a great day, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can pick up any of the books that I've written, get first editions, autographs, and lots of of free goodies that go with them to give to the special woman in your life, as well as free face painting for kids and, of course, a reading circle so that we can increase literacy So uh, everything, all these options are free. Of course, please consider making a donation. And another uh, announcement is there's only two weeks left to buy your tickets for the A's versus the Angels game. You'll need to go to that Group Maddox uh, website, which is by the A's. And I think it's by all the baseball. It's by um, the Major League Baseball. So it's at be the star you are forward slash events and a portion of your ticket price will benefit be the star you are, which is exciting and the tickets are discounted and there's going to be a Jurassic Park's fireworks show. So we really hope that you will join us. Well, the miracle moment is from John Lennon. When I was five years old, my mother told me that happiness was the key to life. 
When I went to school, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wrote down, happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment. I told them they didn't understand life. If we could all be so smart as John Lennon and just decide we want to be happy for the rest of our life, I think that we would end up being um, much better people, right? Because happy is great. Well, mother does know best, and perhaps mother nature knows best. Pablo Picasso wrote, my mother said to me, if you become a soldier, you'll be a general. If you become a monk, you'll end up as pope. Instead, I became a painter, and I wound up as Picasso. I think uh, moms are the greatest, right? Well, when I was a little girl, what did I want to be? This is the craziest thing because I don't think there's such a thing, or maybe there is somewhere, but I just made it up. I wanted to be a world-famous ball bouncer because I thought I was fairly great at bouncing balls and catching them. And I had all these different size balls from little tiny, you know, rubber balls that would fit in the palm of your hand to bigger balls. And I bounce them off walls and fences and anything I could. And I mean, I thought, wow, that's a great career. (laughs) Of course, when I told my mom about it, she was like, oh, sure, go for it. I don't think she'd ever heard of a world famous ball bouncer, but hey, when you're a little girl, I mean, it's great that your parents encourage you. Well, then, of course, I added to my wannabe numerous times when um, when I was young, and both of my parents just applauded my bravado, and my hands were always either writing or digging in the dirt, and of course, what I ended up doing is now, you know, I'm a writer, a speaker, and of course, a gardener, the goddess gardener. I lived in France for quite a while, and I had the opportunity to investigate the majestic gardens of all those beautiful chateaus in the Loire Valley. But the elegant gardens that mesmerized me most um, were the gardens of, of Giverny. It was a masterpiece. It was a profusion of pink and Uh, magenta and purple tulips when I visited and this is from the garden of the impressionist artist Monet and there were white bearded iris and I thought it just reminded me so much of when I had lived in in, uh, the Netherlands where fields of tulips thrived amongst the windmills and I love that color scheme of the purples, the pinks, you know, the magentas. So when I returned stateside, I determined to model my landscape after Monet's painter's palette with plants that only reflected a variety of shades and hues of purple, pink, blue, and white. And my mother had warned against such follies. Gardens are filled with colors of the rainbow. Just wait. Mother Nature will decide what is best for your garden. Of course, I didn't listen because I had my mind set on a specific plan. I planted a variety of species that boasted my favorite colors, including iris, gazania, lilac, wisteria, tulip, anemone, periwinkle, jasmine, ice plant, freesia, candy tuff, azalea, camellia, fuchsia, roses, rhododendron, and of course, many more. And for the first two years, the landscape did resemble an impressionist painting. It was really spectacular. But then a 17-day freeze occurred. It killed most of my plants. And when spring arrived, many of the plants sprouted once again. But this time, they were yellow and orange and white or red. The hybrids had reverted to their native colors after the freeze. So Mother Nature was really teaching me who was in charge. I embraced my mother's approach to gardening to allow all the colors of the rainbow to shine in my garden. 
And soon the burgundy grew next to the orange gazania. And the yellow daffodils, they sang along with the fluorescent pink ice plant. And the effect has been pretty stunning. So my mom was right, right? And then she also warned against invasive plants that mask as attractive. Such plants as ivy and mint and Mexican primrose and vinca and jasmine. And the worst of which is Euphorbia usula, which is also known as leafy spurge. All of these grow in my garden, and I am constantly pulling, prodding, and attempting to keep these handsome yet insidious species in check. Now, although lovely mixed with flowers cascading from a container, in the ground, ivy climbs and chokes trees, and it can kill them. Now, ivy is also a favorite habitat for rats, and rats and I do not like each other. Now, mint is delicious when you muddle it in mojitos or you chop it into salads or add it to your lamb dishes, but it's not so exciting when it spreads to your lawn. Mexican primrose with its dainty, pretty pink flowers, it spreads quickly, jumping into spaces where other plants are preferred, but it looks dreadful when it develops powdery mildew towards fall. And vinca major, which is big leaf periwinkle, may take years to become invasive, but with conditions of deep shade, it can smother the diversity of other plants with its very dense vegetation. Cut it back or it's going to, you know, or it's going to strangle things. And you can just pull out the stragglers. Now, jasmine has the most beautiful fragrance, especially in the evening. A few cut blossoms perfume entire rooms. However, the vine will twine around bushes and flora, and it can smother the entire plant. So it's critical to contain these plants. Keep them in check by pruning and pulling out the ones that are growing in places that you don't desire. And then just keep the ones that you do like. But that leads me to the worst invasive in my landscape, and that is Euphorbia usula. And that is called green spurge or leafy spurge. Now, a single pot of euphorbia is charming with its majestic uh, chartreuse leaves and its yellowish-green bracts. The problem begins when the seed capsules explode, sending seeds 15 or more feet in the distance. If allowed in bare soil, the complex root system spreads rapidly, both horizontally and vertically for many yards. In spring, the plants grow three or four feet high blocking sunlight, stealing the water and nutrients from other plants, and toxins in Euphorbia usula prevent other plants from thriving. Deer and rabbits won't eat it, although goats and sheep tolerate it. And the milky sap is a skin irritant to humans. If left unchecked, this invader will take over hills, dales, and neighborhoods. So the striking Euphorbia usula encompasses a hillside, yet I am not willing to let those trespassers into my formal bed. So you have to daily patrol to pull out the intruders. So a cavalcade of color delights me in my spring garden. Currently boasting beautiful blooms are Virginia and lavender and ranunculus and Dutch iris and snapdragon and so many other things. So my gardener mom was right about it being inclusive with garden color and watchful for the expansion of invasive vigorous vegetation. It's always good to have a guide on the side, and Mother Nature will always have the final say. I recently visited my daughter to help her with her landscaping needs, and when I asked her what she wanted me to plant, she just responded, Mom, 
you always know best. (laughs) That was the right answer. I'll be back in just a bit with more info. So you stay tuned right here to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, back in just a sec. Be the star you are, the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is Okay, well, we're back. Thank you so much for joining us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and with me is Heather Brittany. And today we're hello. going to be talking about weddings. Hello, Heather. Hello, hello. So, okay, so... um. Go ahead and start telling me what it is that we're going to be talking about today, Heather. Yeah, so everything with weddings, with wedding season coming up, I actually have the honor of being a matron of honor in a wedding right now and kind of just talking about what are the new trends for 2018 as well as picking out if you are someone who is in the market for getting married this year about what season to get married in and why, yeah, what are good your idea. cons. So first, I kind of wanted to tell some uh, new kind of trends that are going on for 2018. Um, and not just saying these are commonly things, but one big thing is the color. So every year, a new color is announced as the color of the year. Uh, last year was greenery. So many things kind of suddenly have this new green hint to it. Well, the new color has been released for 2018, and it's ultraviolet purple. So uh, think of that, just that violet. And I'm someone I love various shades of purple. My hair actually kind of has a slight kind of dusty, smoky. I know. And purple is like my favorite color too, I think. And I had purple for my wedding. So I'm glad that it's in fashion. As did I, as did I. So, I mean, you know, it's funny that, you know, colors never truly go out of fashion, but when you look at a wheel, there's 
so many more than just the, you know, the basic colors with it. Um, so when thinking about the, if you, if you are someone who is uh, kind of thinking about doing this color scheme, um, think about what time of year that you want to have it. Think about dresses, think about body shapes, um, as well as think about if this color is something that's going to work into your floral scheme. Is that a floral pattern that will be available at the time of year that you're thinking of? Um, another thing when it comes to gifts, money. As we know, it costs a lot of money to have a wedding. It also costs a lot of money to attend a wedding. Just to be a guest, um, think of things of getting a new dress or a new suit, uh, travel, meals, taking off work, someone to take care of your kids or your dog, whatever it may be, it really adds up over time. So being cost efficient with that, that also will go into um, what I discussed about when the year of having it. Um, think about your guests about what their financial uh, leftovers are going to be if they'll be able to attend your wedding. But when you know, and it comes before to Before you go on, Heather, you're talking about yeah. costs of wedding because they are really expensive. Uh, and so many people are having destination weddings now, which are really exciting, except they really do cost a lot of money for the people who are attending them. Because especially if it's a place you have to fly to. Well, I think destination weddings actually on the flip side is um, a really positive thing because I think when going into it is you know that for the most part, a lot of people are not going to be able to attend for those particular reasons because it is somewhere far. It does cost a lot of money to attend. And then it basically is a trip built into itself. But with that, for people, is if maybe they're looking to get away, this is the ultimate time that now they'll to take a vacation, to go to the Bahamas, yeah. and celebrate someone's uh, special day. And also for someone throwing the wedding, it can cut down on your cost because, as you know, of what an honor it is for your guests to attend, that you are financially responsible for every guest. And yeah, in, in wedding today, $100 is considered cheap if that's what it costs per guest. So you think about that. And then, you know, the two of the return-wise of, of uh, again, having a wedding. It's kind of funny in these ways. But having a wedding, it's, you know, it's to celebrate you and your significant other. But it really is sort of this big party for all of your friends in a way. Um, actually, the wedding that I'm going to be in, they were technically, they were already married last year. Um, they just did a courthouse wedding, but they're getting married in Ireland. So it's going to be this big celebration there. And of course, getting there to Ireland is a trip on its own. Um, but by doing that, they actually cut down on so many guests that would have been coming from the U.S. And it makes it even more special um, with the people that are coming because you do understand of, of what kind of commitment and how much how much is, has gone into beyond just financials for someone to attend things that are far away. Yeah, and, and you know what? Being, when you're going to go someplace far away, you do realize that it's the people who really do love you and care about you, you know, and, and also can afford to go that are going to be there, Right. So yeah, it's, and that's it's a special for everybody. And that, yeah, and that makes you, you know, kind of think of uh, traditions and adding to kind of this, this traditions that have faded, but things that have sort of um, taken over. So one thing at weddings, it was always that there's a little take-home favor. Um, I know for us, we did this little, ours was in uh, Temecula, so it incorporates the wineries. We had a little uh, winery keychain, and we have a cork. Um, but now in days, you know, the, those little things that people take home, and oftentimes you see people will forget them on the tables, um, even though they can, they, they can add up. So 
what um, a lot of couples have been doing now is instead of um, doing a take-home gift, it's adding actually more to the experience at the wedding. So instead of having a little something they can take home, maybe there is a um, lipstick touch-up bar or maybe there's a past. Um, after dinner, there's a different uh, kind of uh, treat, or maybe there's a sort of nightcap, or afterwards there's s'mores. Or adding, spending that extra little bit of money on an extra little thing that could um, contribute to the wedding, or unexpected entertainment. Um, couples now are doing things instead of just having um, a DJ or just having a band, breaking it up and and having maybe one smaller performance, and then at the wedding there could be um, a comedian or a fortune teller or there's little stations kind of set. Really, so it's that thing that, I mean, you troll the internet Very now. Very fun and stuff. Is this great way, yeah, of finding out so many so many creative things that you can do and also you can do budget-wise. Um, but then just incorporating that into your wedding and making it still something that shows your personality and something to have fun with, but makes it more of an experience for your guests, too. I think that big thing is that everyone wants um, to leave with everyone, you know, as a as someone throwing uh, the wedding, you want your guests to leave with, wow, that was so special. I mean, of course, they're there attending it for you, so they're going to be so happy um, that it's your wedding. But everyone, you know, hence when they have a party, they want that little pizzazz. They want that little thing that's going to have your friends talking, that's going to have people saying, that was so cool or that was so beautiful or that was so unexpected. That's sort of one of the reasons why, we have these weddings, right? We have these big things. It's sort of to show, to, to have this great big party, but to show a sense of our personality and to show a little extra for our friends. You know, I went, it was many years ago, um, and because now they're doing all these things, but many years ago I went to a really fun wedding where they did the stations. One, they had a fortune teller. They had a tarot a card reader, <laughs> you know, and then, of course, oh, they cool. had a band for dancing. And I thought it was I had never been to something like that, and it was really, really fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and another thing I know now, you know, everyone's always saying, what, what do you want? What do you want? Now, a big trend, really, I was someone who didn't get married until nearly 30. A lot of couples are getting married um, older these days, and that's what happens um, is when you're getting married older, you're a little bit more established in your life. Um, it used to be when you're getting married that you know you registered for all these you know, the pots, the pans, the dishes, the towels because you really didn't have that going into a wedding or or going into a marriage or you just kind of basically had what was left over from college or you know, you're just sort of still with your mixed match things. Well, now with couples getting married uh, later in life, they've kind of had a little bit more time to establish their own sense, their own personalities when it comes to their dishware and all that stuff and. A lot of time, for a lot of part, um, you don't really need as many things as you used to. So a big thing, and this is something we did as well, um, are these honey funds or these various um, fun websites that uh, contribute more to experiences. So it's saying instead of giving us, you know, pots and pans, this $50 can go for, so we can go kayaking on our honeymoon or we can do a couple's massage or this is so we can take a cooking class together. You know, all these, or you can even customize them now and say, this is, um, this fund is for the future adoption of our child. I mean, you can make it be created. This is our house fund that we want all money to go towards our, we're saving for our dream house or whatever it may be. Or maybe, you know, we're not taking our honeymoon right away. We want to save for our dream honeymoon. Um, you can really customize these things and, and, 
in truth, it really just goes on to one big fund. So you can really do whatever you want with it. But people feel better about contributing to experience than just saying, oh, I, you know, I gave them $100. It feels better. They're like, I gave them $100 so they could, you know, go skydiving or whatever it may be. Um, and then also it allows you to customize when you're thanking someone. It isn't just, it kind of takes out that coldness of, about it just being money per se, that it can really be, oh, thank you for allowing us to start our wedding, you know, start our marriage off with this really great moment. So sort of that, uh, you know, turn that you gave them a great experience at your wedding and now they're giving you a great experience now that you truly are a married couple. And it is so interesting how weddings have evolved because you're right. You know, when, uh, when I was getting married, you know, you're just kind of, some people are still in college, some are just out of college and we had nothing. I mean, I always called it early attic, old basement. It was just leftovers <laughs> that parents, <laughs> that parents gave us. Yeah, and so you did register, and you got your dishes and your pots and pans, and you know, and which things I still have. And people just never—you didn't get money or a check or any of that. You got actual things that would set you up. It was like a a, a trousseau, right? You get this this trousseau, or that so that you would have the things that you needed in your married life. And I remember when I first had a friend who was um, whose daughter was getting married in her early 30s, and she was doing that honey fun, and I had never heard of it. And I thought, what? I didn't understand. And I thought, okay, I have yeah. to. I have to do both. I'll give something to the honey fund, but then I also want to give her something that she might have forever because I always, whenever I pull out something that was a gift for my wedding, I still remember who gave it to me, which is kind of interesting. You know, it was like, it was meaningful. It was meaningful. So, uh, but I agree with you. I do think experiences are so much better, much better than things. But uh, so do you think it's better for people to sign up for one of those funds or just to write a check? Because don't the funds take a percentage, don't right? Yeah. So again, it's really, and always bottom line thing is tailoring it to your own needs. If you are someone who you think, you know, actually we really, we need dishes that register for that stuff. And the great thing is register for what you do need, what you do want in the hopes that you will get that stuff. And if you don't, be very clear about um, registering, you know, what your registration is because the last thing you want is to get all these gifts that people, they mean well by it, but give you things that you truly don't need, you truly don't want, and you almost kind of feel a little resentful about it of getting like, oh, God, we do not need this. We do not want that. Um, so letting it known people, or maybe you don't want to get it on. Maybe you want, it, uh, if anything, to be just donated towards charities. With those um, funds, that yes, usually there is a some kind of percentage that is taken off of it, um, and it can range. So make sure if you sign up for any of those um, websites that uh, you are know for going forward, how much is being deducted. It could be something as simple as 4% or it could be upwards of 13%. Um, and that really does add up over time. And I actually had a wedding recently that I just said to a friend that I know this is what you guys are going to do. So I'm just going to give you guys money instead. And I, what I did is um, I, I made it in this, I wrapped it in this really big box. So they had to open bigger boxes, you know, eventually just to get an envelope that had cash in it. But in there, I had put How fun. That's a cool idea. 
Yeah, make an activity, but two decorated jars, and one jar said the Mr. and Mrs. Fun, and one said Adventure Fun. And again, it's just a little extra, little, you know, symbolism thing. Probably don't even, didn't even need to throw it in there, but just kind of added that extra little. Now you have some money, and now you guys get to figure out, you know, is this going to be, you know, you should have a fun fun, and, you know, a, a one that this is for, you know, serious stuff or whatever. So you can get really creative with it. But, yeah, if you want to make sure the couple gets that extra little bit, um, then you can, of course, invest in cash and checks is all is still the old great way to go. As you know, in the new technology world, there's uh, PayPal and Venmo and all of that. If you feel uncomfortable about using those sites, then um, just go directly to your bride or groom. But the great well, thing about that is Well, speaking of money, then, how about setting up a budget? So if there is a bride and groom out there right now, that or you know not a bride and groom but a couple that are planning their nuptials how do you figure out your budget well again budget wise is really thing is what are you even possible to have a wedding the, the the insane thing is weddings are so expensive so an inexpensive wedding is considered $20,000 and that's really on the you know midweek nothing and also um, if you're trying to save money on wedding, uh, is times of the year. So um, if there, if you're willing to be flexible, uh, if it's uh, all coming down to cost, flexibility is going to be your your key thing here. Uh, we are getting into spring, uh, or getting into the summertime, almost of being a huge um, uh, wedding season. Sort of May through October is just the hit the ground running. And these are going to be the most expensive times for weddings. These are also going to be the most competitive times for weddings. So if you are looking for a place, um, you might have to book at least a year out. So if you're thinking, you know, you got married, you got engaged in spring, oh, I'd love to have a summer wedding. If you're thinking of summer within a few months, summer, well, I guess guessing not only are you a fantastic planner and you are on that, but good luck with that because things, venues sell out so quickly. And if they haven't, they're going to be an extremely um, inflated rate by booking very last minute. Now, there can be last minute um, deals if you look into. A lot of times, however, those are going to be midweek. And also what you're competing with is will your guests be able to come midweek? Um, things also you're competing with when it comes to summertime is um, commitments that your friends and family may have already made. Uh, as you know, summertime is one of the few times a lot of families can get off. Now, they, the kids are finally out of school, so people try to book this very far in advance of getting any trips. So make sure if you are planning that you, you get your invitations out far, far earlier into the year, probably about six months, and then send a second one so that people know. Same thing goes with um, winter time. Winter can be a great time for saving money, and there'll be a lot of um, options. However, when it comes to destinations or getting guests from far away, is that also time that you're competing with major holidays um, as well as travel plans. So though you may be able to get venues at a discounted rate, um, just trying to get the travel or having your guests be able to come is a, is a big issue with that. So I think always consider... Um, sort of your whole big picture. And again, if having a big wedding isn't your thing, potentially you just have to invite a lot of people by uh, by default, maybe uh, as in I was, uh, I'm Italian. And when it came yeah, to because being wedding, a big family, right? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it was, and that's something also. I didn't know most of the people. At, I mean, at my wedding, 
we had to invite, there were over 800 people invited, which is just crazy. I mean, fortunately, we, we had it on our ranch house, so we didn't have to rent a venue or anything. But it was it, it's crazy because in those days, you have to invite everybody and your second cousins and your third cousins and their children. But people don't do that anymore. And I think people are more apt today to understand when they're not invited, I mean, I'm never offended if I'm not invited someplace because I realize it. you have to really, really be very, very selective because only a few people can come. Yeah, and, and you know something interesting, too, uh, you know, seeing just kind of winding back with traditions, is it used to be very traditional that, you know, the the wife or the, you know, the, the girl's side of the family paid for nearly everything, the bride's family. And um, and though and sometimes that does still happen or, you know, the, the family still contribute, more and more, again, as since couples are getting married later, they're a little bit more established. And not to say, you know, that isn't that they don't need the money, but I, I know a lot of people who have, um, if not completely paid for the wedding themselves, um, nearly, the, you know, their families had uh, very little um, contribute to it. So that's something also of thinking. Now I, I completely understand. I mean, there's just so much cost that goes into it. And, and then that can be something also that's really hard for people of having to pick and choose, um, you know, people coming and feelings being hurt. And I, I also understand now, you know, about having that plus one of how, it, you know, really if someone just invites you, um, if this, if you are not in a relationship that if you're not living with the person, you know, if this, really to take that into consideration of not being offended if your significant other, if your partner wasn't invited. Now, potentially it could be something maybe your friend, you know, doesn't know that you've been dating this person now for almost a year or whatever it may be. If there's someone, if your partner, um, if you were only invited to the wedding and it was just you and you really feel that your partner should be there, contact the bride and groom personally and just let them know the situation. The worst thing they can say is no, unfortunately, and just take that as no, <laughs> because sometimes it can be completely that the more is married, they would love to have it there. They just were unaware of the situation or second is that they really can't and they would love to have you there and to consider that if it is a deal breaker for you, then don't have your partner come. But understand that is that, again, this is beyond you, that this day is all about your friend's wedding or whoever that thing. So, so always consider that when, for weddings and not to take any offense if your partner was not invited. Well, let's take just a very short break here, Heather, and when we come back from break, I would like to talk about other things that are entailed in planning a wedding, like the bachelor party, the bachelorette party, what a maid of honor does, what does a... Yeah, that kind of thing, because it's so much more involved, again, that everybody participates than when I got married. It was like when we got married, it was the the bride pretty much did everything, and the bride's family, just as you said, we had to pay for everything, and we did everything. <laughs> but now it is more of a shared experience, which is really much more fun for everybody involved. So let's just take a very quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go to like the pre stuff. What happens pre nuptials 
the pre-parties, and who knows, we might even get to the honeymoon stage. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network, and I am Cynthia Bryan, and with me is... Hello, Brittany. Hello, Brittany. So we'll be right back, so don't go away. Be the star you are, the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion dollars. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to And we're really having a power party here. With me is Heather Brittany, and she is giving us the lowdown on weddings. It is wedding season. So, Heather... Let's um, discuss these bachelor and bachelorette parties. I mean, to me, it is unbelievable what people are doing today and the fun they're having and the, you know, just the prep and all the crazy things that goes into it. So tell us what's the new current thing or what you like to do or, you know, what whatever when it comes to this bachelor, bachelorette party. We never even had bachelorette parties. It was just the bachelor party. And now I was just gonna say, what about in your day? What did what did they do for the guys? What did they do for the girls? Well, I'll tell you quickly because it was really disgusting. Actually, I mean, the guys, the in in my day, which is you know prehistoric days, um, it was very upsetting actually for almost all the women involved because what a bachelor party would be would be kind of a stag party where they would either bring in a stripper or. You know, they would do something like that, which nobody approved of. And it caused a lot of fights and a lot of people broke up before the weddings. So (laughs) because there were bad things that happened. So uh, I will leave it at that. And then uh, the girls. Yeah, and then for girls. Yeah, and that was for the boys, right? And I mean, uh, I mean, I do know, I do know of a couple of bachelor parties that were held like uh, a week, a week, two weeks before the proposed wedding, where it was um, rather risque, and most of the guys came down with some kind of venereal disease, and so, <laughs> so they did not have 
they did not have their uh, girlfriends um, the day of the supposed wedding, and some of the weddings were called off. So let's just put it that. That's where I'll leave that wow. one. So bachelor parties were wow, never. the 70s were crazy. <laughs> yes, they were never, never. Um, those were something that everybody dreaded in my day. As far as bachelorette, we never had a bachelorette party. We would usually just have like a girl's a girls get together where we would go out to dinner. That might be one thing if you had the money. And um, we didn't even most of the time you didn't have the money to do like go out and even have a manicure or a pedicure. So sometimes people you would just get together at somebody's house and have wine and cheese. And that would <laughs> and, that, and that would only be for a couple of hours and then that was that. So the Ooh. girls were very, very tame <laughs> and the and the boys were very naughty. Let's put it let's yeah. Um, well yeah. I don't know How when about today these, <laughs> then these traditions um, evolved and I wouldn't exactly say that things stay tame by any means. Still what you said um, still one hundred percent happens today and on both on both sides. I'd say both guys and both uh, bachelor and bachelorette uh, parties can get way out of hand um, and all kinds of naughty and things. I think since Vegas is usually the number one destination for them, you can just imagine of all the things that happen in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, that can imagine. Um, I can imagine Vegas could be really, really bad. So, again, I mean, it's the thing of really it's tailored to their own for some people, that is their personality that, you know, if uh, some guys, if for him, if his friends want to take him to a strip club or I've heard even girls that want to go to the thunder down under or whatever that stuff, if that's your prerogative, hey, you're the bride, that's your thing. These are your friends. Um, but the ones I've been to have been a little bit more tamer. And, um, you know, again, it's the thing that it could be, I've been to things that are just one day events that sort of are a, a girl's day that, you know, starts with mimosas and do spa things. And at the end, there's a dinner. And then I've gone to full weekend ones. And I actually just hosted, um, uh, hosted a big weekend one, and that's where what it's um, evolved into is sort of having a weekend get together, um, and, and it can be on various things. It can a lot of times uh, people feel you know since they only get to choose a certain amount of girls to be in the wedding um, that this is a way of honoring your friends of saying you know you're still very special people to me, um, but you know so there wasn't enough spots, and that's a, a really interesting thing how people feel so um, cheated in a way or feel so feel um, if they're not part of a, a bridal party. And I would just say it is such an honor to be a part of a bridal party, but also I feel like people need to know what they're getting themselves into. There are also the commitment as well as the financials that go with it too. And a lot of times too, um, for, uh, you know, your best man or your maid of honor, I kind of feel really, those are the only people that truly have roles and, and real responsibilities um, in the wedding. It's awesome. And, and nowadays, um, it, it is so awesome to be in the wedding, but I feel other groomsmen or bridesmaids, you're kind of just up there as moral support that you really don't have commitments either than just to try your best to participate in the month leading up to it and then to be there and be supportive on the day of. Um, so I think people sometimes get way too hooked up if, on the fact that if, um, if they were either in a way, amazing trends can be is taking, uh, creating a weekend with some of your closest friends and again, creating this whole memory thing. And as you mentioned before, is is things can get 
So as a way now, so to kind of take a little bit off of the bride and groom since they're spending so much money on the wedding, is to be holding this um, a bachelorette party, bachelor party, and that everyone, every guest chips in a little. So that could be, you know, what the weekend is, is um, covering is the cost of all the guests, um, if any travel, if the bride is, for example, we did a wine tasting. And so um, what the guests had to pay for was not only for their wine tasting, but each of them chipped in, um, you know, whatever. I think, you know, the, the split cost of what the bride's wine tasting cost would be, what a split cost of what her dinner would be. That way, this weekend, she didn't have to, you know, once put open her wallet or, you know, put out her credit card. So it's really to make it to feel... Um, that we're treating her because as we just discussed, you know, when you are the person paying for the wedding, you really see all those, all those stresses. And, and, you know, and also a fun thing to do, I think, is something that, um, you know, it's kind of having these small things, sometimes having a big party or a big bachelorette weekend with multiple girls, um, and then having sort of a smaller thing with just your, your closest that way. Um, you can be maybe the mother of the bride um, or the soon-to-be uh, mother-in-law, you know, incorporating um, in-laws with it. And that's something, too. Sometimes uh, you want there's now gaining a family is that there's a lot more people coming in, and maybe people you want to include um, in the festivities, but maybe you don't want them to know you on that level. You know, maybe you're getting a, a new sister-in-law, and you really want her to participate in things, but maybe you don't want to see her. You don't want her to see how crazy you get with your friends. So that's also having um, a shower or having something a little tamer, you know, a ladies' luncheon, something that um, you can uh, have a lot of people um, participate in your life, but at their own comfort level. And, and that brings to something, too. Are people too, doing is, many um, showers yeah, these days? That's a good... You no, know, uh, I don't really see... And so, you know, again, the interesting thing is, and I know I was someone that I was very appreciative of having the showers, um, but I'm really a little hesitant of it. And only just for myself... Um, I think it's just sort of a thing as I, as I get older, you know, when you're a kid, you love having a birthday party. One, it's a party all about you, but two, because you get presents and you, you can't wait. You know, the whole reason you want a birthday party is because you want presents from your friends. And for myself, as someone as, as I've gotten older, um, it's sort of that weird thing for me of, of uh, having a party knowing that, well, this is to get to get presents, to get things. And because I know that, you know, these parties can cost money for the get, for the, um, for the person hosting it and all these things. So, so, um, now I think showers, again, you really, it really is something to, for your own needs. I know, you know, there's some people who they want every single thing that was traditional. You know, they want it, that they want a big white wedding. They want to have the showers. They want to have the X amount of bridesmaids. They want to have, they want every, you know, A, B, C, and D. And I have some friends that, no, that is not them at all. They don't want to get, you know, it's that they rather just have one big party or have a smaller just thing with their girlfriends or the reason they want to have a destination. It's, I think the great thing is nowadays, um, and especially maybe with getting married a little bit later and having less, um, less sort of uh, attachment with parents having to pay, is that you really can express yourself more in it. 
There's also now, you know, with tradition wise about the dresses, you know, I know for, um, I was so honored, you know, and, and growing up, there was, has been this gorgeous dress that's been passed down through the family. And, um, and I always kind of thought when I was younger that I would potentially maybe wear this dress that looks so beautiful in pictures and yeah, but as I got older, as I, you know, discovered, became more my sense of me, I realized, you know, on my wedding day, um, I really wanted to wear something that represented myself and something that was my dress. And so I remember, you know, we pulled off the old dress and I was hoping, you know, it was going to look like, but I, when I saw it, I really, but it didn't look right on you. It, was, it, it didn't look right. You know, it it was interesting. I mean, it and was perfect for, for, uh, you know, for and your yeah, grandmother's everyone, day, it was perfect for my day, but it wasn't right for your day. Yeah. And it, and it was just saying, not to say that it was out of style or anything like that. It just, it wasn't me. And I think that's something that people need right. to think about as, as a bride or as a groom going into is when it comes down to it. Um, is this this event, this big, this celebration that you could be spending, you know, upwards of a hundred thousand dollars? You know, you could be spending two cars and a college tuition on, you know, um, for this one moment. And make sure, you know, again, so much goes into it of thinking of all the your guests and the food and the this and that. But when it comes to, make sure you don't forget the two most important people, and that's yourself. And your your groom, or yourself, and your bride, your or spouse, whatever. right? It, well, it you is. know, speaking um, of that, um, so do you think that today people are having either smaller weddings or just more specific kinds of re, you know unions? Because you know, instead of spending all this money, unless you have it, to throw a big party for your friends and family, you could be buying a house or you could be yeah. <laughs> doing something. Exactly. So what do you think? Oh do you goodness. think that people are paring down a little yeah. bit more? What are I you seeing out I, there in your I, generation of millennials? So, you know, I definitely think uh, in a downsizing way, but, but there are so many other factors that go into it. I think my generation, we are really, we are, that Instagram, that Pinterest, not only, you know, and that's one thing, you know, it's sort of like, well, if it didn't, if you don't have the pictures to show it, you know, everyone loves oversharing their life. Everyone wants, everyone wants it to come forward that, wow, it was this amazing thing, but it doesn't have to be this big giant thing. I think people um, are more that if they have money to put towards the wedding, they want it to be more, the things I see more is more intimate. So it's with the people that have made it through this far in their life or the people that really feel that they feel are significant in their life that instead of spending, you know, having it at a big banquet hall so that they could have more people and have, you know, and not as good of food and all that, that they rather have at, at a, at a place they really wanted at with food where they really want, with the look they want, with the direct, that people are very more specific on it. And also as we get older, you know, when we're younger, we sort of, we have a million friends, you know, you invite your entire first grade class to your birthday party and all this. As we get older, you know, you, we pick and choose that you realize it isn't quantity or um, it's quality. And that goes for all things. And, um, you know, there, I think there's a, a does amazing little half. You can still have a gorgeous Pinterest worthy wedding at a discount in price. If you are a crafty person or if you've got 
crafty friends or family utilize that. I mean, that could, that's also a great thing. If you have someone, you could say, hey, you know, as your gift, you know, I would, lo- I would be so honored, you know, if you made the veil or, and, but also be, be careful about what you think is you, if you thinking you're gifting upon someone saying, I would be honored if you did this for me. Um, because sometimes you are actually now giving them the biggest task of their life and maybe they don't want to be honored with making all the flower arrangements because <laughs> they, they work at a floor shop or they have a gorgeous garden or something. Yeah. Like that. Make sure. Well, you know, and that's how we someone, always kept expenses down was by making all our own stuff. I mean, we definitely did uh, do it yourself kind of weddings. Well, we're almost running out of time, but the final thing before, we say goodbye that I wanted to touch on is the importance of your RSVP that if you say you're coming you're coming and if you would just touch on that because again we're talking about the expense of of all the pre-parties the after getting itself and please don't RSVP if you're not going to be there unless you're going to pay the price Yes, exactly. For formal thing, you know, it's it's one thing if a friend says, "Hey, I'm having a barbecue next week. Can you make it?" And you say, "Yeah, I hope." And then, you know, for uh, you know, the kids got a game. I won't. Be. It's one thing when it's something like that, but when it is something that people have are that when you say yes, you are now being financially covered, or that, and as you know, weddings, bachelorette, these things are not cheap. And so once you officially, once you have given your official, I will be there, um, unless there, you know, and again, there are those situations, there is a debt, there is a, but not on something that you just decide you're not going to, or if on the flip side, maybe you realize, you know, I don't have the financials now to uh, buy a ticket to fly out there. Depending on your time, the the biggest, the easiest thing is just contacting the person, just saying, hi, I cannot make it. And, you know, if you're, if it is in a timely manner, hopefully they will, you know, they will not have to incur anything. But if this is something close by, note it as a, as a sort of a, an, a, a, you know, a, a making peace with it. If you are, I would say within a month of, of a wedding, like having to cancel because those things are in, then I would then just give that extra little bit, sending them a, a letter of a thank you of at least a hundred dollars, I would say, to cover if you are, if you are book, if you are canceling on things. I mean, last minute, and with that, I have to, uh, we have to actually end, but I want to just reiterate the importance uh, just of what you're saying, Heather, is if you RSVP, yes, it's yes. If you can't make it, you need to contact the people to say you can't. And if, uh, if it's going to be a financial burden for them, you need to pony up because these things are really expensive. So don't RSVP yes if you can't be there. Otherwise, send a check. Well, Heather, yeah, uh, this was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, show. Thank you so much for all this information. There's so much has changed. And again, it's just very costly to put on a great wedding. And yet it's just the most happiest time of our lives. So um, I want to thank all the listeners for listening to us every week here, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. live. You can change your life. You can make your dreams come true. If you want information about Be The Star You Are, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Don't forget, only two more weeks to buy tickets to the A's versus Angels game. And go to BeTheStarYouAre.org 
For information about any of my books, go to CynthiaBryan.com. It's Moraga Fair this weekend. I hope to see you there. And I really want to wish everybody out there, a all the moms, a very, very, very happy Mother's Day. So until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. We are Cynthia Bryan and... Hello, Brittany. For Star Style. And we thank you. We encourage you. Be the star you are. Happy Mother's Day, everybody, and we'll be together next week. Thanks for joining us. And if you're planning a wedding, make it the most wonderful day of your life. You will always remember it. Blessings to you all. Thank you. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring. Keep caring.